Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Thankful that you found the podcast. You can again find it on YouTube, and you can also uh, get the podcast anywhere that you can find your podcast. Again, quickly before we move on, and we're going to mention this just a little bit later, um, but again, if you would like to support the podcast monthly, we would greatly appreciate it. We've got our first supporter, Gregory Beck. You know, we're so thankful uh, that you supported the podcast and you're uh, monetarily supporting us. If you would like to be a supporter of the podcast, just go to www.anchor.fm slash when the scriptures become real and then slash support and you'll see a button there and you can support the podcast. If you also listen on Spotify, just look under the, the bio of when the scriptures become real and then you'll see a support button there. And we would greatly appreciate your support. We're so thankful for everything that you guys do. All right. So, Moving forward, we got a uh, we got a good topic today, and I think this is a topic that can uh, really encourage you. Um, I think there's those. I think there's a lot more people than we know in this situation, and I think they just don't know how to say it, right? I think there's a lot of people in the brotherhood that are going through something like this. So, the topic today we're going to talk about how am I supposed to hope again, right? How am I supposed to hope again? So sometimes uh, in your life and in your Christian walk, as you try to follow Christ to the best of your ability, sometimes it feels like um, you have no hope. Okay. And sometimes that can be a a encompassing feeling where it just feels like uh, it's almost like a weight and it's almost like all of this darkness is around you. And it feels like at one point, there was light, or at least you could see some light, or at least a little bit of hope of a light. Um, but it seems like in your specific situation, um, the darkness in your tunnel, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that light that you hoped in, it keeps on getting smaller and smaller. And maybe you're in a situation where you can't even see it anymore. And it seems like the more hope that you lose in your life, the more you feel like it's not worth giving full effort moving forward anymore because you're so tired of your current situation or you're so tired of how things have been going it feels like giving full effort or giving any type of effort moving forward is just a waste of time then what happens is sometimes you and I can become bitter and your heart towards God and to other people gets really cold and you start getting very defensive your joy that you used to have and your optimistic attitude about life and, and your future and, and, and certain things, it turns into constant pessimism and you always expect the worst from things and people now. You know, you've tried your best to follow God to the to the absolute best of your ability, but it seems as if the closer and the more that you follow him, the darker and tougher things get for you. You guys ever been here? Or maybe the question is, are you here now? You see this, this right here, this can be a, um, this can be a tough thing to deal with. Um, because it's, it's a tough feeling to manage. So the question becomes for us, how can we believe when there seems to be no hope for us? How can we believe again where it seems where there seems to be no hope for us? 
So before we move forward, I by no means am an expert at this because I'm still trying my best, you know, little by little uh, to keep working and to keep doing what uh, what God wants me to do, despite, you know, um, despite life. Right. So it's tough. It's very difficult. But hopefully we can get some principles through scripture to to get our hope back right in our lives. Okay, so here's how we're going to break this down. Here's our here's our first thing we want to look at about how am I supposed to hope again? Number one, it's natural to question and to wonder. It's natural to question and to wonder. So here's what happens sometimes, especially in the church today. I think sometimes we teach faith the wrong way. Now, let me explain. Sometimes we tell people that faith is this. Now, faith is, is, is an amazing quality, and you need to build it, and I need to build it, and this is the lifeblood of the Christian. But this is how I think we teach it wrong. Sometimes we tell people that if you have faith, then therefore, because you have faith now, in every situation that you've had and moving forward, you should never feel anxiety from this point forward. You should never feel true hurt from this point forward. You should never really worry from this point forward because essentially what we tell people is faith will get you to a level that's not human. See, you can still have faith and you can still feel too. You understand what I'm saying? You can still have faith and you can still feel too. So now let's look at this. Let's look at this example. We're going through this on Tuesday nights here at the local congregation about Job. And let's go to Job chapter 14, if you will. Job 14, and quickly, for those that don't know anything about Job, Job was uh, a great man in the East. Job had sons and daughters. Job had money. Job had all these great things. But there was a battle between God and Satan. And essentially, Satan said, look, if you take all this from Job, he's going to curse you to the face. God said, you can take it. You can do whatever you want, but don't kill him. So Satan proceeds to take Job's health, takes his family, uh, the initial support of his wife, uh, his friends turn on him you know, boils on his body, all these things Job loses instantaneously. And so throughout the chapters, Job is actually talking through, going through this situation. But notice in the, in these next couple of verses I'm going to mention, Job talks about losing his hope. Now here's something that we need to understand. So in, so here's our home base verse now. Job 122 says, in all of this, in all the stuff that Job went through, Job did not sin, and he did not charge God foolishly. Keep that in mind, all right? So now, let's look at Job chapter 14, verse 7. Notice what the text says here. So Job's talking about his hope. Now, watch what Job mentions here. So there's hope of a tree. If the tree's cut down, it'll, it will sprout back up again, and that tender branch will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock die in the ground, Yet when it when it smells the scent of water, it will bud and it will bring forth bows like a plant. So Job is saying here, so wait a second. So all this stuff has happened to me. So where's my hope? Now he gives an example. If I cut down a tree, a tree can grow back even stronger because of the second root. So the second root, when it smells that scent of water, even though it's originally cut down, it has hope again. But then watch what he says, verse 10. But when a man dies, and when he wastes away, and when he gives up the ghost, where is he? 
So, so what is Job doing right here? Job is questioning and Job is wondering. So now let's stop right here. Just because Job is questioning and just because he's wondering, does it mean he lacks faith? No. Because what did, what did Job chapter 1 verse 22 say? In all of this, Job did not charge God foolishly, which shows that he had faith. And then two, Job did not sin, which shows that he had what too? Faith. So did you know that you could still have faith and still feel like you don't know what's going on? See, and, and that's what happens so many times we tell people, well, because you have faith and you need to be able to figure everything else out. Sometimes you won't know. Sometimes you won't know. And that's what that's what's happening to Job. Now, let's look at let's look at Job chapter seven, verse number six. He gives us another example. So he used a tree there in chapter 14, but now he's going to use this one. And in chapter seven, verse six, my days are swifter than a weaver shuttle. So if you know what a weaver shuttle is, it's a it's a shuttle that used to make clothes and, and blankets. And so uh, there's a little uh, wooden boat that goes on the back of the strings. And what you do, you push that wooden boat back and forth. And that's what lets the strings get thicker and thicker as you're building your blanket. So Job is saying here, my life is just like that boat on that weaver shuttle. It's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then he mentions this. And my days are spent without hope so job he's saying here look i feel like my life is just is fading just like that weaver shuttle but as my life is fading i feel like during this time i don't have any hope i don't know what to believe in then here's our last one look at job chapter 17 verse 15 then we'll make some application here job 17 15 so now he mentions this again and the chapter is literally entitled where is my hope Verse 15, Job says, where now is my hope? As for my hope, who shall see it? So again, like we said before, Job was described as a man who never charged God foolishly and who did not sin. So what question did Job keep asking in all three of these verses? Where is my what? Where is my hope? Did you know that you could still be a man and you could still be a woman of faith and still not understand certain things? See, sometimes even when you have faith, you won't understand why God's doing things. And then naturally, guess what you'll say? Well, where's my hope? Does that mean you lack faith? No. But guess what some people will tell you? That you lack faith. That's false. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Because if that's the case, then in their eyes, then I guess Job didn't have any faith here either. Then, if we really want to go a little bit farther, we can even go with Jesus when Jesus uh, was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and when Jesus asked, let this cup pass from me, we can say, well, did Jesus lack faith there? But guess what we tell each other? Because we're worrying, because we hurt, because we have certain anxiety about certain stuff, well, I guess you don't have faith. Stop that, man. We got to stop, we got to stop treating each other like that. Job is asking, where's my hope? So here's some application for us. So maybe today you're a person, maybe you're a man, maybe you're a woman, maybe you got to work two jobs just to provide for your family, but you've been seeking God as he requires. But guess what you might be asking right now? God, where's my hope? Maybe number two, maybe you're so busy 
at the things that you're doing and maybe you're constantly finding yourself in this busy state in life so you're always you're always doing something but it feels like you're not getting anywhere in life so you're just in this hamster wheel guess what you could be asking where's my hope maybe you're a single man maybe you're a single woman maybe you've been trying your absolute best to be the best man possible Maybe you've been trying your best to be the absolute best woman possible, but still, the 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 um as you work and as you keep trying to be the best that you can, nothing works out for you. Guess what you can be asking? Where's my hope? Maybe number four. Maybe you've lost a loved one, and maybe it hurts to the point where you can't imagine moving on without that person. Guess what you could be asking too? Where's my hope? So does this mean that all these people that we mentioned don't have faith? They just don't understand. So notice this. Look at Psalm chapter 39. Psalm chapter 39. And I want you to look at verse number 7. This is some great application here for us here. Psalm chapter 39, verse number 7. Now watch this. Look at what David says. And now, Lord... What do I wait for? So he's asking the same question as Job, and he's asking the same question as you and I. Lord, where's my hope? Lord, what am I waiting for? Lord, why is this? Why does this just keep happening to me? So now this is what David says. But my hope, where is it found? It's found in thee. See, here's the thing about faith. You can have ultimate faith and still not understand certain things, but that's why you need to have faith. Because even though you don't understand certain things while you have faith, guess what will get you through the stuff you don't get? Faith. See, we've twisted it to say faith makes you understand stuff. No, it won't. It does. It helps you understand certain things. Hebrews 11, it helps us to understand that the world's reframed. It helps us to understand who God is. It helps us to understand what we need to know moving forward. But sometimes you won't know the specific reason why you're going through what you're going through. You won't know that. And sometimes faith won't won't allow you to know that. But faith will let you get through. So guess what you need to have? You need to have faith. So number one, it's natural for all of us. When we ask ourselves these questions, how am I supposed to hope again? How am I supposed to be optimistic again how am i supposed to be this again it's natural to question and it's natural to wonder okay so we see that from job we see that from david there's there's way too many biblical examples to prove of this and these are only two okay so then number two not only is it natural to question and wonder but two we have to endure during the darkness we have to endure during the darkness quickly before we move forward again i wanted to mention you know we're so thankful that you guys are here and you're supporting the podcast if you want to continue to be a monetary supporter you can visit anchor.fm slash when the scriptures become real slash support and then you can support the podcast and you can help us out and we're just so thankful um, that you guys are here and you're doing this for us again if you listen on spotify just look in the bio there's a link there and it'll take you directly to where you can support All right. So then two, endure during the darkness. This right here, right? This right here is the toughest thing for me to do. It's got to be the toughest thing for you too. 
So all of us are in something, right? All of us are in some type of situation where we feel like, like the like hope is gone. Like it's like I like to say, like it's a wrap. Like it's it's a wrap. So hope hope is gone. But this is the toughest thing to do. Sometimes as we're in these storms that we just talked about, the only way to get out of that storm is to literally stay in it and go through. The only way to get out of the storm is to literally stay in it and go through. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all right now. This is not the, this is literally the answer I don't want to give you. Okay. This is the answer I don't want to give myself, to be honest with you. I literally, I wish there was another way. If there was, I would tell you. This is literally not the answer that I want to give you, but this is the answer. It's the only way. But what hurts us sometimes is when we're in that tunnel, when we're in that darkness, when we're in that storm. What hurts us is when we're in the dark and when we don't see a way out and when we don't see, uh, you know, better days and when we don't see better things happening. What, what hurts us is we try to make our own light. What does that mean? Notice this. Look at Genesis chapter 16. Genesis chapter 16. I hope this is helping you guys um, and encouraging you because, um, you know, all of us need to get our hope back here. All right. So Genesis 16. Um, and we'll look at verse two. So, again, remember in Genesis 12, God mentioned to Abram and to Sarai that he would have a son and it would come through Sarah. Right. It would come through her. But year after year after year after year after year after year after year, nothing. So this is what hurts us, too. When we're in this darkness and we keep trying and we keep trying and we keep trying and we keep trying and we keep getting knocked down and we keep getting knocked down and we keep getting knocked down. It gets tiring. It really does. And maybe you feel tired today. Like it, it literally it will drain who you are. It could drain your soul. And so sometimes, like I said, so when we're in this darkness, since we don't see the light, well, I'll find a way and I'll make my own light. So what what Hagar and Abram or what Sarai and Abram did was they tried to make their own light. And in verse two, Sarai said unto Abram, behold, the Lord restrained me from bearing. I pray thee go in into my maid. It might be that I might obtain children by her. So when we make our own light, we try to be God. You guys hear what I'm saying? When we make our own light, we try to be God. So God, it seems like you, you're not, um, you're not doing things. Number one, on my time, number one, it seems like you're not, you're not coming through on your promise for me, but I look around and you're coming through for everybody else. So uh, uh, apparently you've forgotten about me. Or apparently you just don't want to do it anymore. So you know what? I'll just make my own way. See, that's what hurts us too. Is when you get so sick and tired of being so sick and tired in your storm, you would rather make your own way than stay in the storm. That right there, y'all, right there, that's what gets us. Instead of being a little patient in that storm, we get so sick and tired of being in it that we'll make a way just so we can get out of it real quick. See, now this is what might happen. 
you might make your own light for a while. And for a while, you might not feel that darkness that you once felt. You might not, you actually might feel a little bit of hope again. But here's what happens. When you get out of that dark tunnel and you make your own light, what happens is that situation that you think is going to help you, it will turn into another dark tunnel. So you just created another one. So that's what Abram and Sarah did. Yeah, they waited for a while. And in this one tunnel, nothing happened. You know what? Let's do our own thing. They made their own way. Then when they made their own way, then that way eventually got dark too. So now you got two tunnels you got to deal with instead of just one. You see what we have to learn to do. And again, guys, I'm, I wish this was not the answer, but it is. Going through the storm in our lives, it takes a lot of trust in God. Because here's the thing about our, our tunnels and things in darkness that we're going through. It's possible that God wants this to happen. Okay, I'm not God. You're not God, but it's possible that he wants it to happen. So quickly, here's this, again, another great book reference here. I'm holding this up um, on the video portion, but for those that are listening, the book isn't called Those Who Wait uh, by Rosemary McKnight by Gospel Advocate. It's like eight bucks. Great study, right? Great study if you could, um, if you could grab this book. But here... Notice what our author, author, what our author, I can't talk today, what our author mentions about going through stuff uh, in our tunnels. Notice this, God's will for you might include suffering. It might include illness. It might include financial strain. It might also include heartbreak. God, now watch this. All of us always want to be blessed by God, don't we? All of us always want to be blessed by God, but we want the blessing in the way that we want it. But God says, well, I want to bless you, but no, you got to do it my way. So watch this. God's blessing for the Christian is anything. Notice that word. God's blessing for the Christian is anything that draws us closer to him. So maybe you needed that suffering because maybe you thought you were higher than what you need to be. Maybe you needed that financial strain because you were trusting in your money too much. Maybe you needed that heartbreak because that person actually became your idol. Maybe you needed that illness to humble you. Maybe all these things are happening in order to draw us closer to him. Now, do I wish that there was another way that this could happen? Absolutely. But this is the way God works. And this is the way that he wants to work. Endure during the darkness. Endure during the darkness. It's not easy. It's not easy. Don't try to make your own way because you're sick and tired of your situation. See, that's what hurts so many of us. That's what hurts. Um, oh, man, I just can't. It hurts me to, to just keep seeing this right over and over, especially with our young people, you know, instead of being the person that they need to be and, and growing and learning on their own. Well, I feel like I need this right now. I can't tell you of how many situations of good girls, right? And even good guys 
right? They get into these relationships. Next thing you know, you know, guy and this girl, they're pregnant. Now, now they have to start a life without being secure in their faith because they weren't willing to be in their tunnel just for a little bit longer. There's so many different situations, not just with that, but just with, with financial strain. Well, I feel like I need to do this with illness. I feel like I need to do this. There's so many things that happen, but you have to endure during the darkness. Then number three, how am I supposed to get my hope again? Here's a hard part too. Again, this is tough, but this is a part. This is like a natural part of the process. Never let go of hope. Never let go. Now, I know this is easier said than done because when you're in the throes of it, you know, you easily want to let that thing go because you feel like there's no, there's no reason for me to work for this anymore. There's no reason for me to keep giving effort for this anymore. There's no reason for me to keep being, uh, you know, a great guy or a great girl. There's no reason for me to keep trying because it's not working anyway. So why am I going to keep doing this? Don't let go of that hope. Okay. Believing that things are going to get better while you're in darkness is one of the hardest skills to attain that I'm still learning. Believing that things can actually get better when things don't look like they're going to get better. That's hard. It's tough, but it's a part of this process. Look at Psalm chapter 31. Psalm chapter 31. And look at verse number uh, 24. Psalm 31, verse number 24. I was in the wrong one. Here we go. All right, so notice, notice what our text says here. Be of good courage. He, talking about God, shall strengthen your heart. All of you that do what? That hope in the Lord. See, this is why this verse is so powerful right here. When things happen in, in your life and in mine, when you feel hurt, right, with illness, when you feel hurt with the loss of a loved one, when you feel hurt with personal problems, with other things, right, what's the thing about you that hurts the most when these things happen? Your heart. When your heart hurts, that's a different level of hurt. I mean, when your heart hurts, that hurts worse than physical pain, right? It, it really does. When your heart hurts, that's, a, that's another level of hurt. And so sometimes, maybe today, maybe in your situation, your heart hurts. You can be going through whatever you could be going through physically right now. But it, it does. if you could have somebody heal your heart, you would do that in a heartbeat. See, sometimes when our heart hurts, there's sometimes there's nothing that someone else can do. But, you know, God, God can help the heart. But in order for God to help your heart and to mend it, you have to keep believing and hope. Again, much easier said than done. Much, 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 much easier said than done. But you got to keep believing. Maybe you're listening to this podcast right now. Maybe you're at the brink of giving up. I'm glad you're here, right? I'm really glad that you're here because I understand. 
sometimes you feel like, well, why am I doing this? You know, why am I trying to be this type of person? Why am I, why? That hope that keeps waking you up in the morning, that hope that keeps you going, don't let that go. And that hope that you still believe in God and that God's still going to help you, as bad as things get, that's going to keep you going. You got, you have to keep that hope because that's what's going to help you. And God's going to strengthen your heart. Look at this. Look at Psalm chapter 78. Psalm chapter 78. Here's our last verse here. <clears throat> Psalm 78, verse number seven, I believe. Yeah. Psalm 78, seven. Notice that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Now, this is much easier said than done too. When you're going through your darkness, one of the first things to go is God, your faith, and your spirituality. Because things at work are more important. Money's more important. Your life is more important. Other people are more important. Other things are more important. Here's what I advise to you too of what the psalmist writer says here in Psalm 78. Number one, don't forget your hope. Don't ever let that go. But then two, as bad as things get and as tough and tiring as things get, keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. That's a part of the process too. Because we all want out, right? We all want out of our situation. But how are we going to get out? So is the Lord going to help somebody that's not keeping his commands? So here's a personal question. Is it possible that another reason why we're in that tunnel and that we stay there is because we're not doing what God is saying to help us get out? You see, here's something that I'm trying to teach some people, but also, and, and again, this process takes time. But Matthew 6.33 is so real. I cannot explain it to you. Just here's a personal example, just so um, you can understand. There was a time where um, I was preaching, but I wasn't getting paid for preaching, right? But I was still teaching classes. I was still doing curriculum. I was still doing all these things, but I had to work a full-time job and then another full-time job. So guess what? I got tired. Guess what? I, I was tired. Guess what? There was times I didn't want to I didn't want to go on Wednesday night. There were times I didn't want to go on Sunday. There were times I didn't I didn't want I got tired. Because you have to work to, you know, provide for yourself cuz bills don't stop, right? But here's something that became so real. It was Matthew 6:33. Seek first the kingdom. I knew I didn't want to stay in that situation forever. But I also knew this, if I completely forsake the kingdom and I just keep doing all this stuff at work, I'm not getting out of the situation. It's not happening. See, you have to realize that too. You see, your craziness, it's going to get crazier. You can get a new job. You can get a new person. You can get a new guy. You can get a new girl. You can get, you can get new, 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 new. You can get all that stuff. But as things get crazier, and they will, because each new thing, comes with its own issues. No matter what it is or who it is, comes with its own new issues. So here's the thing. So now that we know that, 
Why are we going to keep giving all our effort to that instead of God? See, you want out, you want your situation to be better, don't you? But in order for it to get better, you have to do what God says in order for it to get better. So what does he want you to do? If you seek me first, you'll be taken care of. See, that's so simple, but that's so hard to believe. Do you believe that? So today, I know your situation today might be dark, might be lonely, might be tiresome, it might be painful, and it might be more than that. And right now, this pain for you hurts, okay? Now understand, keep going, right? Number one, one step at a time and one day at a time. See, I can't promise that God's going to change your situation tomorrow, next week, next month, or even next year. So if you start today and you truly start putting God first, even if you start doing that today, I can't promise that he's going to change your situation tomorrow, next week, next year. I can't promise that, but I can promise this. If you stay the course, even even though you still have to do these things while you seek first the kingdom, if you stay the course and if you don't let anything take God's place, I, I can promise you this. You are going to get better for who he wants you to be. You're going to get better for who he wants you to be. So how can I get my hope back? I know you want your hope back. I know, you know, and here's the thing, guys. It's it's tiring to walk around, to walk around life pessimistic, to walk around like you don't care, to walk around with this cold attitude, to walk around thinking that everything's out to get you, that that nothing's there to help you, to walk around uh, not believing anymore, to walk around and think that there's no hope for you, that, that things can't get better, things won't get better, and you just accept things and it gets tiring to live that way. Always have your defense up. It's tired. It's tiring. I don't want you to stay there. How do I get my hope back? Number one, understand it's natural to question and to wonder about stuff. It's natural. Two, endure during that darkness. Don't quit. As bad as things get, the only way to get out of that storm is to go through. And then three, never let go of your hope. Keep that thing. As dark and as dim and as dreary and as lonely and as tiring and as painful and as all this stuff, all this is happening, that piece of hope, never let anything or anyone take that away. And then as we trust in the Lord and as we keep his commandments, our hope will be returned. I don't know how. I don't know in what fashion. But you won't regret doing what God wants you to do. Man, I really hope that was able to encourage you today. Um, I know it helped me. Um, you know, it's always good to hear lessons like this because you just don't know some of the things that our brethren are going through. And I think sometimes we can forget that. And so all of us need help. All of us are... Um, trying to get to heaven together, but the road there is tough sometimes. And, um, but we're here to help get each other back on track. We're here to help each other 
so we can get to heaven and that we can make it there together. So again, I'm so appreciative of everything that you guys do. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Um, find ways to support if you can. And we're just so thankful for you guys. And um, we're thankful for your support and everything that you do. So we will see you on Monday and hopefully uh, we will have another podcast there. And I look forward to studying with you. Thanks guys.